Bada boom, reals one in the room. How you doing? It's your boy Enzo. I'm a certified G and a bona fide stud. You already know you can't teach that. But another thing you can't teach, good podcasting. And if you want to listen to a good podcast, hey, Mad Hatter Shows. And go to madhattershows.com. It's the bomb. How you doing? Okay, folks, um, there's two things in this country I like doing most. That's Stand Up for America. Another one's watching the MadHatterShow.com. Check it out. You're going to love it. I love you all. Bye. Yo, what's up? This is Polly Shore, and I'm hanging out with my friends that do the Mad Hatters. I just did my show, so I'm a little crusty, bro. But I'm just chilling, and we're here, so check them out. Later. What's up, y'all? It's Drix here. And check it. Mad Hatter Shows always brings a party, so you know where the party's at. What's up? This is Big Smo, and this whole night was crazy. If you want to get with it like I get with it, MadHatterShows.com, baby. You got to come get with them. And we lead off tonight's show with celebrity endorsements. Every week we get better. How you doing? It's the Mad Hatter Shows podcast. I'm Neil Snyder. This is Danielle Hoffman. We are back for another one of our live Facebook vodcasts, which will also soon be played <laughs> on podcasts. <laughs> Did you see that? Just my nose in that clip. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> Sorry. We were supposed to get all this out of the way last time when you were debuting, and I'm we're so already. Sorry. <laughs> it's already chaos, but this is live. We're going to keep going. Thank you guys for tuning in to Mad Hatter Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a special show here tonight. Two different country music stars will be joining us today. If you don't know why you're watching this, because you're a fan of a venue or a, one of these musicians, and you're like, why is this guy uh, on my feed? Uh, Mad Hatter Shows is an entertainment company. We book live music. We book uh, occasionally pro wrestling special events, uh, primarily stand-up comedy. Um, we are a regional promotion for the most part, but we've kind of expanded in 2021 to um, all over the place. Florida this weekend, actually. Uh, we're going to be in Jacksonville with Donnie Baker. So, um, you know, wherever you're watching this, tune in to MadHatterShows.com. Check us out. See if there's any events you want to come see the last thing we did uh with the podcast was with haywood banks a couple weeks ago and we did the we did the weekend shows with haywood i think we've got a photo to show uh what it looked like in plainfield and there we go uh, we had a uh, big full room uh for one show and a little bit smaller crowd for the second show but we followed all of hendrix county's uh nonsense and we got uh, two pretty good shows with Haywood Banks as he made his return. I wish I could have made that show. Yeah, yeah, she didn't even show up. But look, other people picked up the slack for you. So Thank goodness. Thanks guys. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Several things coming up uh in the future. We want to highlight that before we get our first call in here. Um and uh one thing that uh, I mean basically what we're plugging right now, what the the advertisements for tonight is the Country Rewind tour. Um, this is actually a, a show we've we kind of brokered. It's a different promoter that's uh, put this show out, um, but it is uh, Wade Hayes and uh, Brian White, our guest tonight. They're both going to be part of the Country Rewind Tour, and uh, the first shows that we helped 
provide the venues for are in Indianapolis and in Louisville um, at the Irving Theater and at Diamond Pub um, in Louisville. So that is at countryrewindtour.com. Um, you can also scroll down farther and find the Evansville, Indiana show. That's another one that is uh, Mad Hatter assisted, and that one's going to be at KC's Timeout Lounge. So um, pretty good here. Um, and we're, uh, I think, going to pull up a, a clip here of uh, one of the artists that's on that tour. And that's the Brian White one? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's check it. For all the time. I felt cheated, I complained, you know how I love to complain, for all the wrongs, I repeated, though I was to blame, I still cursed that rain, I didn't have a prayer, didn't have a Brian is joined by Daryl Worley and Wade Hayes on the Country Rewind Tour at countryrewindtour.com. You can also find the links on the Mad Hatter shows and Mad Hatter music page. So, um, All right, that's what we got. We got a comedy show coming up then, too. Danielle, tell us about that. Uh, Edame, um, where am I at? I made it big again. This I, I made know, it big here for you. <laughs> uh, see Edame live at the Irving Theater in Indianapolis, May fifteenth. Tickets at MadHatterShows.com. Uh huh. You had the birds and bees talk with her yet? You learn anything? Wish I'd had a pad of paper when I talked to my daughter. <laughs> my husband would still have a smile on his face. All right, guys. Eddie May is actually going to be the guest on the next podcast, too. So uh, you'll want to tune in for that here on April 21st. Spoiler alert. Got another show coming here in May. Let's look at that clip. You guys, let me just get this out of the way, if I could, very quickly, uh, just to get it out of the way. <laughs> Thank you. I call that the death of me. I know that someday I'll be in my casket and someone will come over and go, oh, that's too bad. Let's just bop his head one more time. No, it's going to happen. It's Chris Kattan, Doug from uh, Night at the Roxbury. Chris Kattan and Friends will be May 19th through 23rd. We've got shows in Lafayette, Hobart, uh, Franklin, Terre Haute, and Richmond. Tickets at MadHattershows.com. Having a kid is like putting all your money into asbestos. <laughs> Dangerous, causes disease, and if it's yours, you're liable for it. <laughs> they are, they're just little disease-filled skin bags passing on to you every disease that's floating through its preschool, man. Preschool, just a viral hot zone full of patient zeros, that's all it is. A room full of tiny sociopathic humans who can play board games while sitting in their own feces. That's mental patient behavior. 
June 10th, Christopher Titus and Hobart at the Art Theater. Tickets at MadHatterShows.com. What's up, everybody? Yeah, make some noise. That's what I do, so you make some noise. I make noises all the time, and I get in trouble for doing just that, and I like it. I, d I just cannot help it. It's just a part of my being, a part of me. I mean, I, I, I think about it. When I was a kid, we didn't have caller ID. Which meant you could go on the phone book and look up Mr. and Mrs. Boner. There's a boner in every phone book. I've been to Regina. Remember the movie Gremlins? I was in that movie. Did not see me, but you heard me. Okay, two kinds of gremlins. There was the nice, cute Malgwai, Howie Mandel, Malgwai, remember? Yeah. Do you remember the other gremlin? The mean, nasty, butthole gremlin with the Bobby Brown haircut before Bobby met Whitney? Davis. That was me. I cannot believe somebody paid me to make a noise. I got paid to go I just got a check. Michael Winslow is the king of sound effects. See him in Indianapolis or Louisville, June 11th or 12th. Tickets at MadHatterShows.com. Oh, my prom. Jagerbaum prom. Uh, so we're actually almost sold out. There are two tickets left. So if you want to go, I would recommend getting them tomorrow, maybe today. Um, it's going to be awesome. Red carpet, prom photos, like traditional prom photos. Neil, are you coming with? I, you know what? I don't, uh, I don't Dance. know that. Yeah, you said you have three tickets left, so probably uh -huh. a couple will come, and then like I'll just show up and drink sadly in the corner. For like a couple. That's, Each oh, so for there's a couple. three. Okay. You can bring John with you. I, I don't know if I want John there. You can wear your t-shirt tuxedo. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see about it. That sports bar is a cool place to go to. That just might not be the spot that I go. To. That might not be the right night. That's fine. That might be. I didn't think you were that cool, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jagerbomb Prom, yeah. uh, that sports bar in Lebanon, Indiana. So um, you can find that sports bar also on Facebook and, and like them and follow up with everything they do. Hear the owners, kind of cool. So, I heard um, she sucks. <laughs> one other video, too. Uh, this is kind of a country artist, uh, kind of a, a unique, a little bit different than the folks that we have coming up uh, later tonight. Um, so let's see the, the clip here for uh, Second Chance. I don't know if this girl I'm done to me, but it sure ain't fair. As soon as I seen it, brother, I made I couldn't help but stare. Had me hypnotized with those Mr. Guys and that beautiful hair. Rocking them cowgirl boots and her days of deuce. I said, get over here. Yeah, yeah. Come on, baby girl, you know I gotta have it. Give me some of the country girl magic. Come on, baby girl, you know I gotta have it. Get at me, country Second chance. Some people ask, is he a rapper? Is he a singer? Is he a country singer? Is he a, the answer is yes to everything. He can do all kinds of different styles. Um, actually, the, the dude that's doing the arm wrestling in the video there, um, he was actually at our show in Richmond. And uh, then Strizzo asked me to do security for the meet and greet line. And I'm like, I think this guy <laughs> a little bit more qualified to do that. But uh, Possibly. Uh, we've had second chance for a number of shows so far. The next two that are coming up are uh, August 20th 
And August 21st, August 20th in Cincinnati at the Redmore. August 21st at Diamonds Pub in Lebanon, um, in Louisville. So um, that's what's going on there. So my question is, is he single? Uh, you know what? I don't keep track of his personal <laughs> life. That's He's um, pretty cute, that's all. You know what? We will probably have him on the show, and you can ask him. Okay, I will. And we'll, it'll be awkward if <laughs> his answer is different. Else. So Not that's a. Uh, all right. It's like every week I print out my little <laughs> list here of like everything that I think how the show should go. And in what order? And then it's just it's chaos. But the good news is we've got our first call-in guest. He is on time. Uh, let's get him pulled up on the the screen here. Can you hear us, Wade? I got you. Wade Hayes, everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight. I'm glad to be here. How are you? I'm doing all right. This is Danielle. Hi. Hey, Danielle. I scribbled down some of your song titles here. Okay. Old Enough to Know Better. Right. On a Good Night, Tore Up from the Floor Up, Drinking Thing, Good Day to Go Crazy. Um, You're probably a little bit different than you are on stage, but from those titles, it sounds like only one of us could hang with you if we were partying, and it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was uh, my much younger days. All of those you sound uh, like tunes a good time. were so, um, in my 20s. So you're not going to be doing a song like that these days. It's a little different. Oh, yeah. Just a little, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, back in the day, as the people say, I, I did a, a lot of the honky-tonking um, when I was young, especially. If I wasn't playing in one, I was out uh, honky-tonking, so. Right. Um, what is honky tonking? That's uh, that you're using as a verb. Could could you for the folks at home that don't know what honky tonking is? What's uh, um, is that a common term? You know, hanging out, listening to live music, out dancing, hanging out with your friends, and uh, you know the the country clubs, country bars. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Good deal. Good deal. So, is are we going to get that at the country rewind tour, or are we going to get an older, uh, more reserved Wade Hayes? There will be an older, more reserved Wade Hayes singing the young, raucous Wade Hayes song. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you, you write what you know, and, and back then, that's that's what I knew about. So these days, the songwriting is, is quite a bit different, but, uh, you know, you, you move on and you grow up. But, you yeah. learn some things. Awesome. Yeah, so Hopefully, hopefully you do, yeah. So I'm, I'm doing some research on this because honestly, in the '90s, I, I my musical tastes were a little angrier music. Like I was listening yeah. to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Your first song went to number one. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Your the first, first single song, ever. You know, there were three different charts that they went by back then. I think most people, you know, just for ease, uh, they recognize Billboard, but there, there were three um, different charts they used back then, and. Uh, um, the first the first song went to number one for a couple of weeks, and then the second one went to number one on two of the charts. And uh, I ended up with, I think, three number one totals back then and, like, seven top ten hits. Couldn't tell you you're anything back then, right? Like, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you, you couldn't tell you anything. Like, you're you know. top of the world probably at that point. Your oh, first album God, does all I that. I was way too young for that to be happening. <laughs> How old were you? Back. Um, I was 24, I think, when we oh, recorded man. the first album. And um, 25 when I had my first uh, bit of hits. So, oh, yeah. so you're getting all the ladies, I'm assuming. Oh, gosh. Not with a mug like this. <laughs> I, I had a great time. The best time of my life. It was an amazing. Yeah, I was a very young, as I mentioned, country boy from a very small town in Oklahoma. And I had never even really been out of the state of Oklahoma. And then all of a sudden I'm flying everywhere. Had never even been on an airplane and uh, I'm flying all over the United States and, and just living the dream for sure. It was 
an, an incredibly magic time. Did you grow up playing in small little bands or just? I did. I, I grew up playing um, lead guitar for my dad. He he had a band, and and uh, that's what I was doing back then. That's mainly what I wanted to do when I moved to Nashville, was play guitar for somebody else and write songs. But I ended up writing a couple of number ones and and got a record deal. It really wasn't in the plans to do that, but that's just the way it worked out. That's amazing. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Very yeah, fortunate. I can imagine. Yeah, your your top album, your first album ever, you know, uh, and, and you're already at the top of the charts. How do you follow that up? Like, did you have a tremendous amount of pressure for your sophomore effort, or how, how'd that go? Yes, there was a lot going on with with the second album, as you can imagine. We had we had four or five um, top ten, yeah, rec- uh, top ten singles off the first record, off the first album. And there was an enormous amount of pressure from the record label and everybody to, um, you know, at least do that again on the second record. And it, it's next to impossible. And then they, of course, were, were, you know, really, really pushing to get the second record out. And, it, you know, I didn't feel like, and, and really nobody except the, the, you know, the powers that be felt like it was, it was ready. And, and it's, uh, you know, hindsight, of course, is twenty twenty, but it's, it's tough. It's tough to repeat that, especially, you know, you have so much time to work on your first record and then your, your second record, you don't have any time at all. It's, and all the it's pressure. <laughs> yeah. You're playing all the time and there's no time to write, no time to do and visiting radio stations, whatever, you know, the writer's yeah. block would probably be a real thing, I would assume. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly certainly was. And it's, it, you know, still to this day, I have a lot more time these days, of course, but it comes and goes still to this day. I don't know how that flip, that switch gets flipped on and off, but it certainly does. And uh, it just, one day I'll read the right book and it'll turn on and songs start falling out. So it's weird. <laughs> what did it feel like? I'm assuming you played at some smaller venues, like maybe little bars sure. or pubs, and then going straight into number one single, huge places. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it scary? It was very scary. I just, you know, that term fake it till you make it is so true. And that's exactly that what I was doing. Um, we went um i had a you know the first two singles went number one and uh, i went on tour with tracy lawrence immediately and then straight from that to the brooks and dunn tour for two years and we were playing coliseums at this point that's Um, amazing yeah it was it was just you know i look back on those days and just think gosh how fortunate I was to get to do that. And still to this day, I get to play guitar and write songs for a living. So I'm, I'm, you know, still feel very fortunate. But that time was, was, I can't stress that enough that it was just an amazing time. Very thankful. Well, this is called Rewind Tour because you guys all yeah. had hits in the 90s. Um, yeah. Tell me about all three of you. You're going to all be on stage at the exact same time. Is that how the setup is? Yeah, we, we get um, we get up together and we play on each other's tunes. We all know each other's tunes. We're all friends. have known each other a long time, um, especially Brian and I. We've known each other a long time and good friends. And, uh, you know, we, we've all had hits and, and enjoy each other's music and company. And it's, it's a really good time. I, I love picking their songs. So. Nice. Do, do you do any of their songs better? Is it like a competition where you're one up in? Oh, so that kind of. No, I wouldn't even try. Those guys <laughs> are great. They're they're very talented songwriters and singers, 
and I wouldn't even attempt it, but I love to sing harmony with them. You know, right. I, as I mentioned earlier, that's what I grew up doing and always felt like that's what I was better at um, than, you know, being the lead guy. So um, I feel very comfortable in that role and love it still. It seems like in country, it's not as, it's not taboo, I guess, for you to do somebody else's song. You see, I mean, sometimes the same song is on the charts by two different artists or whatever. So, um, yeah, I've seen that happen a couple of times. And I, I think that's, that's, um, you know, they, when that does happen, the other person was not intending for it to happen. It just kind of accidentally does happen. I've seen it happen a couple of times though. Yeah. Friendly competition. Well, you seem like a very humble guy. Let me tell you this. Um, one of my favorite modern hymns is called In Christ Alone, and you've got a version that's probably the best I've ever heard. So that was oh, man. really neat to discover that. I love that. that song. I think that means a lot to me. I love that song. And uh, that's, uh, I, you know, these days, I, I've uh, the past uh, 10 or so years have had their moments that were pretty trying. And, uh, you know, that, that music has come to mean a lot to me. And uh, I've tried to do something on each album since um, the last decade to, to, you know, to do some sort of non-secular tune on there. And uh, that, that is definitely one of my favorites. Fantastic. I, I, I hang out in a barbecue bar. I just moved to a Speedway section of Indianapolis, and, and then right. my spot is a place where they can't play the volume on the basketball game. So Touch Tunes is always going. And let me tell you, <laughs> when you're eating barbecue and you're drinking beer, Wade Hayes fits uh, your your catalog. Is You belong in that bar. I was playing your stuff when, the other day. When you're in a joint like that, you are my people, and that is a fact. That's that's who I cater to. That's who I love. That's who I am. And, uh, you know, of course, uh, me being I, a country boy from Oklahoma, and I still am. You know, I, I live on a little farm here in Tennessee now, and uh, I've always been drawn to that way of life and still to this day. So very comfortable there. I'm you've glad got, to be there. You've got a deep voice now, but when you sing, it's even it's like authoritarian. Like if he called in, like if I worked in a call center and you're like, I want this charge taken off my account, I'd just be like, okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> Absolutely uh, no problem. I can't tell how tall you are from when you're sitting there or whatever, but it's something about your voice. It's just like, you you know, you can command a presence, and it works very well on record, too. Oh, well, I appreciate that. I You know, I've thought a lot about that, and of course – you know, you, I'm, I'm pretty soft-spoken. I've come to realize why that is. I think, anyway. This is my theory. And, uh, you know, to get my voice at a volume where the microphones pick it up well or whatever, I've, I've had to, you know, put a lot of power, and it just kind of naturally happens. It just kind of modulates that way, uh, I guess, is the term. I don't know what you'd say, but but that's the reason it sounds like that because it's naturally pretty pretty quiet, so. Awesome. Well, a lot of people know your music from the 90s, and, and maybe as you got less radio play or less exposure as time went on, they yeah. might not know what's happened since then. Tell us about the song, Is It Already Time? Well, that that is a tough one. I do not do anymore. As I mentioned a while ago, you know, things kind of changed the last decade, and um, I got sick. I um, was dying in 2011, so 10 years ago, um, was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer and was not expected to make it. I had it really, really bad. And um, it's truly a miracle that I made it through that. Um, I uh, made it exactly after the first surgery and all the chemotherapy and all that business. I made it exactly a year and I got it again, exact same thing. So I got to repeat the process. So uh, more surgeries and more chemotherapy, but uh, truly 
uh, miracle that that I'm still here, and, and I'm very, very thankful. I'm, I'm glad when people bring that up because I need to remember it. Sometimes I forget and start acting like my old a old <laughs> self. Uh-huh. And uh, I, you know, it's good to remember those things. So thank you. But, but do but that's not what play that song's it because about, you the initial diagnosis. Yeah, do is, not play is, it because it's a hard song to come up with. Like, because it reminds you that, or is it just because it's yeah, no yeah, longer so relevant? That takes me to a tough spot. Uh, when I wrote that song, I was scared to death, and mm-hmm. I had heard that I probably was, was uh, in a bad, bad shape. And, and uh, I had started reading statistics. That's what happened and realized how much trouble I was in. They said, you know, about 5% of people when they're diagnosed with uh, as bad as I had to make it. And I realized that I was in trouble. So that song was kind of my therapy and, and I wrote it. And then I uh, um, actually had met a man who was diagnosed similar to me. And he had, he was still alive and doing well after eight years. And once I realized that it could be done, I was ready to fight. And I put my head down and started moving forward. And uh, thank God every day I made it through it. Told you this guy was tough. That, Cancer can't even beat him. So that's a, that's an incredible hey, story. That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's a butt kicker, man. <laughs> You don't have anything. No, that, I feel amazing. like I, I feel like I'm dominating the conversation yeah. now. But yeah, I, 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 do oh, you I'm have sorry. people that uh, um, do you have people that have had a similar diagnosis reach out to you about that song? Is it is I mean, I, I imagine you, know, you helped people, right? Well, yeah, I, I was the, the I was very public. I'm typically a very private person, but I was very public about what was going on after I had made it through that because just the fact that I mentioned to you earlier that I met that guy and it made such a big difference just knowing it could be done. Um, it was a game changer. So I started letting people know, and I did a lot of public speaking and, um, I did a big campaign for a pharmaceutical company out in uh, San Francisco and, uh, just trying to help people as much as I could. And, and I've done a lot of, uh, speaking one-on-one with people. And um, um, I had actually written another song called uh, Go Live Your Life that um, was kind of, you know, letting people know this, this, this ride is short and we're not guaranteed tomorrow. It doesn't matter how young and healthy you are. You are not guaranteed tomorrow. And so, you know, just make the most of it. And um, that's, that's what Go Live Your Life is all about. Make sure the people you love know you love them. And find those things that matter in life. So, awesome! You've got a lot of uh, you can pull off emotion on on songs. I was I was listening. I kind of went into a crash course on the folks that are on this podcast tonight and listened to all this kind of stuff. Oh yeah! And uh, I almost started crying during Family Reunion. If you remember that song? Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, that was like, on the first cow. record. That is that is one of the most amazing songs. Um, my friend Chick Rains, who I wrote uh, all the first hits with, wrote that song and it is you know it is one of those gut bucket tear jerking country tunes um it's but it's an incredibly incredibly well-written song and and uh i'm i'm amazed that you listen to it it's it's a great song you know what it was recommended on apple music there's like a there's like the essential wade hayes list and it's on there no so kidding. yeah it's uh it came through <laughs> i was like if it's essential i gotta listen to it so yeah that's cool that's cool so tell us about your new single, uh, the, the newest okay. one here. Uh, yeah, that's that's another um, song that, that I wrote about, you know, 2020 was a very difficult time for everybody. And uh, it was it was very difficult 
here at the Hayes house as well. But the, um, it, the current single is a song called Who Saved Who? And it's about this old dog that I found uh, on the side of the road at a filling station in the middle of the night um, about 10 years ago or so. Yeah, almost 11 years. And uh, I'd stopped to get gas. And uh, this dog, he was rail thin, covered in ticks, had holes in him. That's him right there. He jumped up in my truck out of nowhere. And he had a pizza crust hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> and uh, he just jumped up and sat down like he belonged there. And uh, I you know, talked to the people at the filling station. And they said he'd been hanging out there for three days and he was a stray. And so I took him home. And uh, that song, that dog turned out to be the best dog I ever had in my life. And uh, he went through all of the cancer stuff with me. And uh, I loved him very, very much. But he unfortunately got old and sick and, and uh, he passed away last year. And, uh, you know, kind of during the middle of all that horrible stuff that was going on right. in 2020. And, uh, it, but the song is, is about him and what an incredible difference he made in my life and he came around right when i needed him and then there were a lot of times when it was just he and i when i was going through all that stuff and, and he was uh i felt like one of the biggest reasons i did recover so quickly because you know those uh dogs need to be taken care of and and walked and, and we would walk every day a mile in the morning and a mile at night and it really really helped me as much as it did him so you were helping you know, each other out. He was an incredible dog. I loved him. Just funny, full of life, hilarious. He'd smile on command. And he was very charming and, and funny dog. And I miss him very much. I think he just laid out the plot to a Hallmark movie. So maybe <laughs> somebody's watching this. Yes. Like, this sounds like, a, the, you know, Something my mom who saved watch. who, the Wade Hayes story. It needs to be on. Hey. Um, well, hey, every word of that song is true. Every word of it. And uh, it's, it's, it's fun and funny and sad all at the same time. But uh, if you've ever, you know, had a dog that you loved, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And, and uh, your number, your number one first single you ever released is old enough to know better. So you've come, yeah. you've definitely matured in your music too. Uh, oh from, yeah, yeah. From, that's you know that's what I was talking about earlier. The the songwriting has definitely changed, and uh, you know it's just growing up though. That's all it is. I'm I'm certainly not a young man anymore, and uh, I look at things differently, and uh, I'm, uh, you know, you you like I said, not a kid and. It's, uh, it changes your, you know, you live a lot and go through some stuff and and uh, it, it changes your attitude. So. Look at this young kid on the screen yeah. right now. Yeah. Look at that. Isn't that hey, funny? Hey, can I get his number? <laughs> <laughs> How funny. Hey, who was that guy you were playing when I tuned in earlier? That I was, was going to cool I was gonna ask you uh, if you were familiar with hip hop, uh, the, the whole movement right now, the kind of the subgenre of country where they rap as well. I have not heard of well. that, but it doesn't surprise um, me. Yeah, so he's. Uh, I guess it kind of started with like Cowboy Troy um, yeah, back I in the day, Cowboy and, Troy and really uh, well. um, now the Upchurch is is uh, he's released a country album and a rap album, and he's hit number one on the independent charts with both of them. Uh, he's an artist we work with. Uh, but Second Chance started out, I believe, we're gonna have him get his story on one of these future podcasts. But he started out as kind of like a like the Christian genre rapper, and then he kind of no, switched he over, and then he's he's a Southern guy. Um, and he's had uh, influences with with uh, um, 
country influences and music, that type of stuff. Um, yeah. So it's like country samples and stuff. And turns out the guy's yeah. got some pipes and he can sing. So now he sings straight country stuff too. Um, he's a really cool artist. But uh, you know, you'll actually have a, he has a DJ there, just like a regular rap concert. And then all yeah. of a sudden you'll hear the fiddles in the background, and it's just uh, it's a wild show. But he's very talented. He can he can sing R and B. He can rap. He can he can freestyle. He can sing country. You know, very um, diverse. Yeah, that tune you were playing when I, I tuned in was was I thought was really cool. It had a great uh, melody to it, really yeah. really catchy. And when you came good. out, you didn't have any interest or any inkling even to hey, we should have a rap break on this. Like that wasn't a thing back then on the country <laughs> chart. It was so not a thing back things then. Things have evolved yeah, a little my, bit. My wife is is was a cousin to the guy that kind of started that, uh, John Rich, uh-huh. um, Big and Rich. Yeah, that, he introduced my wife and I. And she's his cousin, and uh, I think John is the guy that kind of got all that stuff started. And, and uh, he with Cowboy Troy, and and uh, but you know that I loved their their first album. I thought it was great. So yeah, it's like I was in the '90s. It was like you know like the the white bands. Like it was uh, it wasn't even metal anymore. It moved on to like alternative, and it was whiny and all this kind of stuff. So in the '90s, I think yeah, I was listening to. I, I turned into like I was listening to like rap music and stuff when I was in high school. That was my thing. And is what's funny is back in the day though, even if you listened to rap music, even if you were like like this is mainly what I have, like you still had there was a couple essential. You still had Garth Brooks in your CD case. Remember like the the oh, big yeah. CD? Yeah, it was like you know. <laughs> That. And the yeah. guys that listen to nothing but country would still have like the Dr. Dre Chronic CD. Like it was. Absolutely. Uh, do you listen to, to different genres of music? What else do you like that might surprise some people that you listen to? Um, well, I do have a pretty eclectic musical taste. Now, I will say I'm not a big fan of rap, um, but I, I like more musical stuff personally. I, I but I do love I, some of the older metal, uh, some of the like newer who? stuff too. I I, I like. But um, yeah, something that might freak people out. I really like Slipknot. Wow! Wow! <laughs> I would never have guessed that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're, those guys are, are really talented. They're they're good players and good singers, you know. But that's uh, really cool. Um, I like, especially when I'm working out. I, I like the hard stuff like that. And, Same angry and, uh, music to work out fun. too. And uh, I love. There's some classical music, especially played on guitar, that I love. I love jazz. Um, so you know, it's it's mainly I'm just looking for something to move me. I, I don't, you know, if I of course country is my first love, especially traditional country, and that's what I do. That's what I love. But but I love to listen to other stuff. Awesome. Well, we've got to make time for uh, one of your other concert mates that are, are going to be here. Um, so definitely appreciate having you here. I'm actually. I go to these nerd conventions where I, I see like people that like when I grew up watching TV and stuff. I go to these things where I'll meet the stars and that kind of thing. So yeah. um, I'm going to be in Missouri on the 23rd. I might make it back in time for your Indianapolis show. If not, I'm going to be down there for Louisville on uh, April 24th. I hope to meet you in person, grab a photo, and get the get Man, my fan photo with you too. I would love it. It's, I've enjoyed talking to you guys. You seem like very nice folks, and, and I appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much. CountryRewindTour.com. You can get tickets for his show with him and Daryl Worley and uh, Brian White. So thank you so much. We'll see you here uh, in a few weeks. Sounds good. Can't wait, guys. We'll see you. All righty. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. What an incredibly nice guy. Holy cow. Like that's, I mean, this is the Slipknot. That's, you know. Um, I don't even listen to Slipknot. The Hellraiser from all the drinking videos. Yeah, he's got a song about rescuing a dog. 
that was really you know? sweet. Like you could tell he meant every word of that. Yeah. That was really cool. Super, super nice guy. So we're very fortunate that uh, we were able to get him on the show here. And they're scrambling a little bit uh, back over there trying to, to make sure we can connect to um, the other portion of the show that we advertise. So um, tell me a little bit more about the Jaeger bomb prom because we kind of just you're like, hey, there's three tickets left. But yeah, yeah, tell, yeah. Them, tell us about your bar a little bit and tell us about uh, that event specifically. Uh, so that's Sports Bar. I've owned it now for two years. Um, we're doing really big things. I'm actually working on buying the building right now. Even through COVID, we've turned it around and we're doing really great. Um, we just had our huge St. Patty's Day party. It was huge, 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 huge. And because of that, I wanted to work off the coattails of the excitement of that party. That's why we're doing a Jagerbomb prom. Who doesn't want to take have a chance to take their wife and their or their husband, get all dolled up, take real cute or dorky prom photos? Um, I think it's a great idea. It's just something fun. It's a gimmick. We're all buying actual prom dresses so in the junior section at Macy's nice. is where I was shopping um, but no it's, it's going to be a good time we have red carpet and spiked punch and really? it's just something to do Lebanon doesn't have a lot to do so I hear that uh, your first comedy headliner was pretty good that's what I was heard was that you that was me that was uh <laughs> Hopefully we'll get some more shows I think I was working in the kitchen. Going. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sure you were great. Yeah, you didn't see me that night. But uh, <laughs> that, was, that was the first show. That's actually how I met uh, Danielle. Was, um, I got booked to, to perform where she's at. Hopefully when the weather gets warmer, we'll do more of those outdoor shows there. Yes, on the patio. The nice Fantastic. weather. Fantastic. We've got that going on. So um, thing with live podcasts is sometimes you have to buy time. And here we are um, buying time. So, buying time. Um, time. Quick rundown here of uh, future shows we have coming up. Um, this weekend, April 10th in Jacksonville, Florida at the Moose Lodge. It's going to be Donnie Baker featuring me, uh, Neil Snyder. I want to go to that one, is it? It's uh, this weekend. It's on Saturday. Oh, so we're going to need work. you to... Uh, I work noon to 7. I'm bartending. Sorry. All right. Well, he's coming closer. And we've got we've got several Donnie Baker shows. So actually, if you get on madheadershows.com, uh, you can find all the ones that we're promoting. I think it's the majority of the ones that are on his website right now. And we are traveling all over. We're going to be going into to Wade's Neck of the Woods uh, in July to Tulsa, Oklahoma City, uh, Lawton, Oklahoma. Um, we're actually going to be in Kansas. We're going to be in Missouri. We're going to be in Texas. Can I be a groupie and I just travel to all these shows with you guys? You could be, but uh, I don't know have if to that's... Find else to run the bar. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know I, I would love to get you to tag along. Now we're coming back to Indiana, and actually um, I won't be his opener on all those shows because some of these cities I'm kind of. Like, I've gone up a lot in, and people know my jokes already. So, um, um, like, I just did Plainfield. So, in so Plainfield, come up with some new ones. I could. I could. But <laughs> I hate I hate doing new stuff in front of a crowd that spent 40 bucks on tickets. You know what uh, I mean? So, that's fair, that's fair. Um, I'll work that out, and I'll, I'll show up later in the year with stuff that, uh, that I know is going to work. But, um, yeah, he'll be in Plainfield, and he'll be in Lafayette. So, you're kind of equidistant from yeah. there, and you ought to be able to get to one of those. Make one yeah, of them. Absolutely. I'll do absolutely. that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Wade was a really cool guy. I don't know if Wade's going to be the only guy we had on the show or not. We're kind of uh, we got uh, some uh -oh. some background stuff going on right now. So um, definitely appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, I just heard a doorbell, so I think we're getting there. Oh, he, there is. he is. That's who we're waiting for. Brian, can you hear us? Hello. There you are. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. I can hear you now. Absolutely. I've been trying to get in. I promise. I, for some reason, it kept saying that. Uh, there was already a meeting in progress, so I just kept 
exiting and then getting back in. So It could be that Wade Hayes is such a nice guy we didn't want to hang up on him. That's probably what it is. We just had a lot of fun uh, talking to him. So uh, I guess he's well, your buddy. You, you can't go wrong with that guy. He is definitely one of the nicest people on the planet. Seems like it. Fantastic. So you're driving on the road right now. You're safe to talk to us, right? Like you're. I am. Yeah. The Uber driving. Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. So we're 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 plugging this country rewind tour. Tell us about it. You're uh, uh you're the middle face on the poster. Uh, three guys on stage at the same time. How's that? How's that thing? Who even came up with that? And getting you all together at once. Am I on with with other guys? It's just you. It's just you right it's now, but okay, on the on the stage. Been, no, on the stage doing, for Country Rewind Tour. Yeah, we've been doing so much press. Um, sometimes we're all three on a call, and sometimes oh. we're not. So I wasn't sure. Um, the, actually, the name, I'm not sure how the name came about. Um, Center Stage Magazine and that whole team uh, approached us all about being a part of it, and I think the name was already conceived. And so... Uh, you know, I, I love the name and I love the concept and I love the a little bit of the throwback nature of it, you know. But it it's been a it's been such an awesome uh you know, tour so far. One of the main things that we said uh the first time we got on stage, I think the first thing Daryl said was, Boy, it's sure great to be out of the house and everybody just <laughs> and laughing, you know. Uh on a different note, I did a little research on you today, and I saw you sang with my girl Shania Twain. That's pretty cool. What was that like? Did you guys yes, have a thing? I have to know. Yes, I did. And thanks for asking. Um, I got a phone call. I remember playing. We were we were playing a show in Chicago. I believe it would have been 97. And um, I got a call on the bus, and... I don't normally, back then I didn't wake up this early, you know, it was an early phone call for me during that time. You know, I was one of the guys that when I was in my twenties, I slept, you know, all day. Absolutely. And so I got this call and the tour manager said, uh, said it's Mutt Lang and Shania Twain on the phone. And I, and I thought maybe it was a prank. You I jumped right out of bed, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, somebody's messing with me because some, somebody's always pulling, pulling my leg on the bus, you know, pulling some kind of prank and, Lo and behold, it was them, and they were writing the song and asked me, you know, they said, hey, we love your voice. Would you be interested uh, in being a part of this uh, as a duet? Did you have to think about it even for a second? What's that? I said, did you have to think about it even for a second, or were you like, absolutely? (laughs) No, I didn't think one second. I (laughs) I was in. Before I even said yes, I was already in, you know? And so, uh, you know, that one thing led to another, and I was up in uh, Lake Placid, New York, a few weeks later, and, and working hard on it. And, and I tell you what, it, it was—it's by far one of the the most uh, epic experiences of my life. I'm so proud to be a part of of that record, and uh, the fact that that song and that recording has been a part of so many people's lives—I'm so honored. Yeah, I feel like um, even if somebody's watching right now because they're on the Mad Hatter Shows page and they're like, I don't know this Brian White guy. Yes, you do. If you are over the age of like 35, 
you could not go to a wedding or a prom or a high school dance or you, the, the, there was no possible scenario where you avoided that they had to play this song wonderful tonight by eric clapton and this song was part of every event he's so cute in that picture look at that young guy right <laughs> you look there. like you're 15. Uh, well god bless you i am not 15 <laughs> anymore um, you still look pretty good I don't but know yeah how old you are, but... it, it was just such an such an amazing event i'm so proud to be a part of it and you know what i um one of the things I, I a lot of people ask me was i nervous and I, I think i was nervous but i was so on point you know I, I wanted to show up and really do a good job and make everybody happy and make everybody as proud and and so i i walked in there kind of all guns blazing and so i don't know if i was nervous as much as i was just on point and alert you know i was just ready to do a good job for everybody you know well, and like 20 million copies of that have been sold, so that that full album there. They had the international version. They had the country version. I know this because I was married back then, and when I got married, <laughs> I had the international version of that album, and my ex-wife had the country version. And so like the, it was like the union of the Shania Twain discs. Uh, she also <laughs> had a Brian White. That's how I knew the name when we were booking. I was like, I, I'm, she, she had one of your CDs, too. I think your second one. So um, it's not like you were a, you know, a, a feature, and that's your main credit. You have several hits. Um, and so I was going back listening to some of these and revisiting the 90s. Uh, we're going to play a clip here of my favorite song of yours, Rebecca Jean. Tell us a little bit about uh, about the making of this song or what inspired it. Well, um, I, I think uh, a lot of people think of, of a certain particular song or a couple songs that are kind of synonymous with an artist. And I think probably at the end of the day, that's going to be you know, Rebecca Lynn is going to be a song that people will always. Did I say Gene? You did. I said Gene. I'm, 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 I'm a poser. I'm not an a well, old school country well, fan. You know what? I'm discovering we'll you now. It. We'll, just, we'll just change it to Rebecca Jean. That's okay. <laughs> the remix. The so, remake. But was that yeah, song about yeah. an old girlfriend? Put it over the Billie Jean bake, uh, beat or something. Right, so. right. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, I didn't. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I didn't write that song. I wish I would have. Uh, Skip Ewing and, Dan, and Don Sampson wrote that one. And when when I got pitched that song, I knew instantly. You know, I didn't. I didn't have to think about it. I was like, I, I just couldn't believe that I was afforded the opportunity for that song to land in my lap. You know, and so I, I consider that a huge blessing. And, and it was very much me. It was very much what I wanted to sing about. I love the subject matter. And to this day, it's the one song that uh, I cannot walk on stage or leave without having played that song. You know. So even though uh, even though I called it the wrong name, like when I went back and listened to these songs, I picked the right one to be my favorite. Right? Like that was like obviously job, I was Neil. like this. It sounds like an old James Taylor song or something. I don't know what it was. There's some kind of uh, like I don't know. Do you, do you have um, do you have people that influenced you that you think maybe you sound like now, or is that kind of a coincidence when you have kind of a sound that's similar to another artist? I think it's safe to say that. I, I thought uh, when I first heard it, I thought it, it very much had a some elements of uh, you know of James Taylor with just the way that the chords moved and the acoustic guitar and all that. Um, um, but I, as far as influences, man, there's so many. I I would say my hero that I grew up you know, idolizing and trying to emulate is a guy named Steve Warner. Without Steve, I wouldn't have, you know, really gone after my dreams. Uh, Steve was my hero, and the way he phrased vocals and 
the way he played guitar and wrote songs is such a, a major influence on my life. I, I'd, I'd say Vince Gill, Ronnie Millsap, uh, you know, and then I listened to a lot of different styles of music. I loved, uh, you know, Michael McDonald and uh, Nat King Cole. I mean, wow. ultimately, I'm a country artist and country's where my heart is, but I, I really gravitate, gravitated toward really, you know, really great singers, you know. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, I, I, I've exposed myself as someone who uh, doesn't know all of your catalog all the way through. So here's a question I have for you. Um, Don't feel bad. It's okay. <laughs> um, so you've got several number one hits, and you got I can go to Apple Music and it can tell me your essentials and everything we should watch and everything we should listen to. Um, what's maybe a song that you're proud of that didn't ever get its due that you're like, hey, you should listen to this because this is really good and it never blew up like it should have. Oh my gosh! Um, well, I could probably come up with a pretty pretty big list of of those, but I'll I'll give you one that I I I love that was never a single, and I wish it would have been. Uh, it was a song called "What Did I Do to Deserve You." It was on my third album, and uh, if there was ever a song poised to to represent me and what I love and what I you know what I represent music wise, uh, that would have been one. But you know. Sometimes politics are involved, and, you know, a lot of people will say that it's a, it takes a committee. You know, it takes a, takes a, uh, what, what is it, it takes a, 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 a nation? Is that what they say? What, uh, that what that say? I know it what you're a, thinking of, but I can't think there's of it. It takes a nation of millions. Uh, it, takes a, it takes a village. It, it takes, takes a village. A, well, it I don't know. Village. I think it's a village. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of, back then, it was like, man, it takes a village to make a decision, and, you know, I, Fortunately, that one didn't get picked at the single, but uh, grateful for the ones that did. Awesome. I'm definitely going to go back and listen to that one and, and uh, this penance for, for misnaming the song I liked because we had it queued up. So clearly I, I, I was on that page. So I, was, I liked it. That's fine. Um, what other songs are always like when somebody sees you on the street and they just like, oh, my God, I love this song. Like what comes up all the time that's like the audience favorites? <laughs> and it's usually someone else's star and it's usually uh from this moment on those are the three that that really sort of you know are a staple in people's minds at least people that that you know know about me and are familiar with my music those are three that usually come up when i run into people on the street for sure Okay, now I brought up uh, uh, "In Christ Alone" by Wade Hayes, which was uh, I thought was one of the probably the best version of that I've ever heard. Um, while listening to your music, I heard uh, some some worship songs too. You've got a version of "God of uh, Wonder." How did that How did that come about? Did you somebody approach you, or were you like, "I just want to sing that"? Yeah, uh, one of my best friends, he's a record producer songwriter. Uh, his name's Michael Curtis. He uh, was commissioned to produce an album for Time Live. Uh, Time Life, uh, to my knowledge, had not done anything in the Department of Worship or Christian music at that time. And he asked me if I'd want to be uh, a part of it and, and be a guest on the album. And I know everybody from, you know, Rascal Flatts to, you know, uh, Shenandoah to you name it was on the record. And uh, so, yeah, I wholeheartedly agreed to be a part of that. And so uh, just a phone call, it, that's all it took. I was in. So I was proud to be a part of that record. Fantastic. Um, so you said you know all these people. Um, I was Facebook stalking you a little bit earlier today, and I saw that you started a podcast where you're interviewing all these friends of yours. How is that going? Do you love it? And are we sucking really bad at this podcast right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? What I 
to answer your question, you don't suck, and I'll tell you why. What I've learned in the short time that I've been doing it is the more I think about what I'm doing and the more – it was almost like the more prepared I tried to be, it was like the worst I felt like – the worst job that I felt like I did. But the ones that I felt like I just showed up and I was just myself and just you know, let it let it – let the conversation go where it wanted to go. Those are the ones that really felt the most fun and the most No more script. No more script. I've been been writing a script. (laughs) We just need to get rid of it and just get these guys on the phone because honestly, we we do, um, uh, this is our our sixth show and it's our second one with Danielle and we get some really crass comedians and we we sit here and we sling mud and we're rude to each other and it's get a parental warning and all this. You and Wade are like the two nicest people on the planet. This is is like a a kinder, gentler podcast here. So this is a, it's a nice change of pace because yeah it's uh it's it's often uh you know we had sam lasco from the trailer park boys on here one time and he was he was threatening nudity you know this is oh. very wholesome and, and family friendly here so um, i dig it so you could, I, I assume country rewind tour you're getting entire families and different generations that have enjoyed your music the, the shows you've had so far we are it's kind of all over the map uh demographic wise i mean obviously we've got all of our uh, thank God for them too. The, all the major diehards, uh, you know, Daryl Worley, Wade A's, and Brian White fans. But you know, a lot of them, like you said, are bringing their kids. And, and, you know, and and you know, so you you definitely have a multi layer of uh, demographics, and and in hopes that we will, you know, we hope to win them over too, and and uh, make them uh, believers of, of our generation of country music too. Fantastic. Well, where else can people find you besides in Indianapolis and Louisville in April, uh, April 23rd and 24th? And uh, then we've got our July show. I'm mentioning the Mad Hatter dates because those are the ones that we kind of brokered. Uh, John basically helped find the venue for you, uh, places where we sure. often perform other places. Um, but other than that, where else can, can people find you online or find, uh, you know, where would you suggest people get into uh, being a fan of Brian White? Well, you can you can navigate just about anywhere you want to navigate to uh, through my, through BrianWhite.com, Brian with a Y, and uh, you can go check out the uh, the YouTube channel. You can you can you know navigate to the tour page, find out where we're going to be, and see where we're going to be. I mean, we're basically kind of all over the map this year, which is a huge blessing. Again, it's great to be out of the house. Um, and then you can also navigate to the, uh, the podcast and. And Twitter and Instagram. I would say out of, out of all that stuff, I'm probably the most active on Instagram. I'm a big, I'm a big uh, Instagrammer. I love that. Instagram's that. for the kids, so you're doing well. I, I'm, I'm still haven't figured it out myself completely. Like we're I like, know. yeah, you know, I'm lucky to get Facebook figured out, and then you know TikTok. I, we haven't even tried that yet, so that's no. Don't even get me started on TikTok. I'm not, I think that's a that feels like a really. Uh, I don't know that I'm. Uh, savvy enough for that just yet <laughs> i won't even attempt it but we mainly produce uh produce and promote uh comedy uh we also have done some weird special events that kind of stuff and we kind of fell into doing some country stuff i imagine that's how we got on the radar of your other promoter you work with um in that we uh our first show we had todd snyder who i guess would be considered more folk music um but then uh ryan upchurch who's released a, a country album but also does rap was one of our first acts, and we've gotten several country rap artists that we've booked in the meantime, like Big Smo or uh, Jaja Boys, that kind of thing. Um, 
your impressions uh, of this younger generation, this style of music? Are you a fan? Or could we ever see Brian White featuring a rap break on a song? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, honestly, I think uh, anything is always possible. There's a good title for a song. Anything is always, always possible. Um, uh, you know, again, there's, there's, with every new generation of, of my genre or what falls into my genre. I mean, I think it's safe to say there's always going to be things that are not necessarily my cup of tea, uh, but then there's always a handful of things that I really do like. I mean, so, you know, there's music follows, you know, follows trends a lot of times, and, and I'm not always on board with all of those trends, but there's always great songs. You just got to, you got to look for them, you know, and I mean, in fact, two of my favorite songs in the past decade uh, were Miranda Lambert's uh, The House That Built Me and then uh, Blake Shelton's uh, I Lived It. Those were two songs that absolutely just floored me They're because I related to them. The lyrics were great, and the, and the music was great, and, and the melody was great, and it just, it, they both killed me. They were great songs. Um, and, you know, so it's, you, it's with every new you know, crop, there's there's going to be things that are not necessarily my cup of tea and then other things that I go nuts over. So, you know, there's a lot of great artists out there for sure. So, awesome. So Wade told us that he likes Slipknot, blew my mind. Is there a band that isn't country that you love that would blow people's minds? Uh, let's see, a band. I, I'd probably name somebody you've never heard of, unfortunately. But uh, I, I uh, as far as something new... I, I dig a lot of what uh, I love Maroon 5. I think they're great. Uh, I, don't, I don't like everything they do, but I, I think they're all really talented guys, and they, they've released some really cool music. Um, and then if you go way, way back, uh, there's a band that probably you don't know of, but a uh, huge fan of a band that really never saw the light of day called Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. It was kind of like a blue-eyed soul porn band and they were featured on MTV every New Year's Eve for about five years in the 80s. And uh, Glenn Fry uh, of the Eagles produced their records. Oh. And so the, sing the singing was great. It, was, it had a great horn, great horn section. And it was one of those kind of blue-eyed soul kind of things. So. You're right. I've never heard of them, but I love that you love Maroon 5 because they are extremely talented people. Absolutely. Yeah, we do Mad Hatter events quite often now that the world's opening back up. The schedule is very full, so I always try to get my personal life and my fun stuff out of the way, and we didn't have – this is actually a reschedule that's coming up in Indianapolis, so um, I made plans to be at a festival uh, that day. So I'm going to try to make it back for the Indianapolis show. If that doesn't work out, I'm going to see you in Louisville. Um, one of my hobbies actually is um, – going to conventions, fan stuff, uh, getting photos with people I watched growing up, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so yeah. hopefully I, I, I can get there on, uh, in Louisville and, and uh, meet you guys, get, get my fan photo there with the Country Rewind guys. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the Louisville Green Room, uh, we had Uncle Cy there from, uh, from Duck Dynasty and his band. And uh, that Green Room's nicer than where I live right now, so I may just hang out if you let me. But um, definitely look forward to seeing you in person. Uh, anywhere, anything else you have to, to tell fans here about uh, why they should buy tickets to the Country Rewind Tour? Man, I, I just think you, I, I don't think you could go wrong. It, it's a fun show. Uh, you got three artists that have had a lot of hits collectively and, you know, lots of great stories behind all the songs. And, and uh, I think you'll hear, you'll hear and see a lot of passion 
And uh, for the fans that are that have been there since day one, it, I think it'll be a great experience for them too, especially if they haven't been to a show of ours. I think uh, I think it's definitely you know poised to be a, a very nostalgic show for them. But uh, lots of fun, lots of great songs, and uh, you know lots of great stories. Tell me about your hometown. What's your your hometown is in Oklahoma. What's the name of that? I grew up in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm an Okie. Okay. <laughs> awesome. We are actually, I'm, I'm tying that in here because we've got shows in Lawton, Oklahoma City, and in Tulsa uh, in July. So for some reason, you are in that area and uh, you want to come see Donnie Baker and me on stage, uh, please reach out, uh, let us know that, and you'd be our guest of honor there. Are you staying in Oklahoma now Good. or are you somewhere else? Good deal. I'm, I'm glad you said Lawton because that's actually where I was born. I grew up in Oklahoma City, but I was born in Lawton, so you'll have to... Be sure and tell everybody in Lawton that I said hi. Brian White said hi. Everybody at the Vasca Theater, or Vasca, I don't even know how, I'm probably getting that wrong too. I'll be like the guy that sang <laughs> Rebecca Jean, and they'll be like, who? What are you talking about? Um, yeah. But uh, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for, for taking time out to be on our little podcast. Hopefully, uh, you know, your podcast takes off, this tour takes off, and, and we can work together in the future as well. Well, it's an honor, and uh, I'm, I'm really grateful to talk to you guys. Thanks for your time, and, and thanks for letting me uh, jaw at you guys for a little bit. We'd like to get uh, get um, Daryl on one of the future shows here, too, hopefully before your July date. And if he's half as nice as you guys, like, we're in for a treat. So this is uh, – um, I'm used to folks sometimes being a diva, and so, especially musicians we've worked with sometimes before. Like, people are kind of – you guys are just seem like the coolest guys in the world. So, I mean, I'd, I'd talk to you till 11 o'clock, but uh, our our, uh, our broadcast <laughs> normally doesn't go that long, and at some point you're going to pull over. So um, <laughs> please be safe tonight, and we'll see you here in a few weeks. You too, and thank you guys again. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. This is like, I feel like I just need to get in a time machine and go back to the 90s because I'm getting excited for, you know, like I wish I'd experienced some of these guys when they first came out. I want to sit with both of them at a bar with beers and just keep talking. Yeah, absolutely. They're really nice. They've got great stories, well, too. Well, and then now I could hang with them because, like, that is, you know, like they're they're my people now. Like, you were probably more of the 90s, uh, Brian White and Wade Hayes. And we yeah. don't know if Brian was, he might He, he said something about 1997, I was 10. Okay. Yeah, so you missed that. That yeah. was that wasn't your thing. Actually, my hometown of Crawfordsville had a country music hall that actually got national aspect. Then, like like Billy Ray Cyrus actually came through. Like before, really? like when Achy Breaky Heart was a hit or around that time. So that's really cool. I thought um, Crawfordsville was really small. It was, and it it's, the place didn't work. Uh, it was like at the, <laughs> it was at the mall. Um, oh, okay. But uh, I should I guess I asked him if he if he ever did Crawfordsville, but if he did, he probably blocked it out. So that's yeah. You know. he doesn't remember that out of all the hundreds <laughs> of shows and places. So country rewind tour. Yeah. You actually can't get tickets to their stuff on madhattershows.com because it's actually through another promoter. So uh, we'll try to link that on our page, though, so that there's, you have no trouble finding uh, tickets for that event. Um, they're in several cities. The ones that we helped set up are in Indianapolis, in Louisville, and in Evansville. So Wade Hayes and Brian White, um, looking forward to, uh, to being there. And maybe they'll do a, a Rebecca Jean remake for me, like a remix. <laughs> Write a with song the, for you. Absolutely. I feel like that's what mashups, that's what DJs are for. On the fly. I don't do know. Do it on the fly. I met, um, uh, who's the the driver? Tony. Um, Stewart? Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart. So My grandpa was a huge fan of Tony Stewart. And I was supposed to go up there when I met him. 
um, at uh, the World of Wheels. He was there as a guest, and I was going to say, I don't really watch racing, but I had to m- come here and shake your hand because you meant so much to my to my grandpa yeah. growing up. And and he was you know he was widowed, and he sat there and he watched you on the TV, and he had his Tony Stewart hat on and his coat and all that kind of stuff. And you know he made we made sure he had the Speed Channel, and he, every day he'd tell me how you did in the race. And uh, like every, it was every, his kid. Yeah, like, like it was like, you know, St- really Stewart finished fourth tonight, or he, you know like that like it was. And so I go up there and I'm looking at Tony and he's looking at me and I was like, I don't want to, I don't really watch wrestling. And he was like, I don't watch wrestling either. And I was like, like, I was like, I blew this. Yeah. I just, it was so, um, you know, that's why you're here to offset that. Smile, just smile and laugh. It's fine. Yeah, there you go. And he wasn't even like, you don't know me, don't talk to me. He was just like, oh, that's a fine title. Like, I mean, racing I, and country I, music, they're I all just feel nice like, people. Yeah, I feel like you couldn't work him up if you meant to. Like, it was, it was, Maybe take his beer or his dog. Super. That's somebody you want to. That's somebody you want to. Yeah. You know, support. Have a beer that's, with and get to know. Absolutely, super nice guys. They're singing church songs. They're 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 beating cancer. They're yeah, yeah, saving dogs. They're trying to call in multiple times, even when they get a busy signal. He's like, I'm going to call back because I'm going to be on this show. And he's um, committed. And they're humoring us. So that's. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Let's any be jokes. honest. We're here to sell tickets. We're not here because we're good at this. We're here to, like, we're here <laughs> to sell tickets to MadHatterShows.com. So um, Donnie Baker this weekend, Etta May coming up, uh, Michael Winslow coming up, Chris Catan coming up. Um, second chance coming up. Christopher Titus coming up. Holy cow, what a lineup! Did I see Polly Shore somewhere too? Polly Shore this fall in Saginaw um, yeah. is going to be uh, another show that we have. We worked with a lot of times with him, and, and we're happy to have a 2021 date with him. So, um, fantastic! So, can I mention that name? Yeah. We have an unannounced show that's going to be announced soon. Preacher Lawson will be in, uh, I believe, Hobart, Indiana, and somewhere in Wisconsin, Oshkosh, Wisconsin. So. You guys heard that first. Preacher Lawson from America's Got Talent is going to be on. We've even got some other shows I can't say yet. Uh, I want to know. I will tell you off the air. But check out MadHatterShows.com. Follow us on MadHatterShows on Facebook, on Instagram, on uh, Twitter. Uh, we're going to be back in a couple weeks. We're going to have Etta May on the show in two weeks. Etta May, it's going to be a good time. You've been botching her promo. She's probably going to have some words to say with you. I didn't do that bad this time. No, it's, uh, <laughs> this one wasn't your fault because the clip wasn't up The guy up behind yet. the computer yeah, screen uh, screwed it all up. <clears throat> it was my fault. <laughs> it's fine. It was mine. <laughs> so uh, she's probably going to have words for us because she, is, uh, she speaks her mind. Uh, that's definitely. My kind of lady. Uh, so we're going to have fun with that. Hopefully, are you going to be here for Adam Is Are you going to make that happen? I'm gonna make it happen. We'll make be, I'll be that here. happen. Uh, you're gonna. It's gonna be like the 18th time you're on. I'm gonna be like, are you gonna be here the 19th time? And it's it's oh, gonna be guys, like we I never know. know. Yeah. Uh, we're happy that you've uh, taken a seat on that uh, chair there. So. Even though I screw everything up every time. You know, I, I put it in orange. I put it on here and big then big print, big big print. My and then Brian White's like the best podcasts don't have just we wing like, them. Yes. So we may just wing it stuff. next week. Um, I love so. that idea. Yeah. I try to, I try to, I, I wing it, but I keep notes. Like I keep. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I think it's good. An outline. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. This is what we call garbage time right now. So we're going to probably <laughs> wrap this whole thing up. <laughs> Do you have any fabulous words of wisdom to close this out? I don't think, no. No, um, I got nothing. Put me on the spot. All right, well. Sorry. That's all right. Sorry. This is, uh, 
This is what we do. Uh, somehow they keep letting us come back and doing this, and we keep selling tickets, and you guys keep coming out, and you guys were great. Thanks to everybody that came out to the Haywood Banks show this weekend. Thanks for all the folks that said my set was good. That's fantastic. I love it when uh, when I'm selling merchandise and somebody wants to take a picture with me. You have merchandise? I know. I'm selling Haywood's merchandise because he's a star. <laughs> but okay. I'm like, I'm playing the grunt there. I'm doing the work. And they're like, hey, you were good, too. Like, like I'll take that. I will. This is what I do is I just hang out with people that are very good at what they do. And, and we hang out. So maybe these guys will let me sing with them in Louisville. I don't know. That's uh, probably uh, not. We need to hear you sing now. Probably right not. now. No. Yep. Sing a line or something. That's not good. I am the second. Uh, I'm actually the best singer in Mad Hatter shows. Uh, that's another You've got special. a deep voice. I think you could pull something That's another off, special right? episode if we ever. The Mad Hatter John Payne. He is the. the he's oh. like a top ten worst singer I've ever heard. Oh. So it's. <laughs> It's pretty bad. So, uh, No, actually, I did sing. I sang in uh, my senior year. They said the concert choir got to do it in New York City on a on a trip. Sign so I was like, up. yeah, and I had to audition. And like I was like the only guy that auditioned that his voice had changed. So they're like, you're the bass, too. So I was like, like, like I never got to sing any like melodies or anything. It's just like, mm. hit this note. And... Uh, here we are. They're probably going to cut. They're are. probably going to cut the last seven minutes of this shit. Honestly, it's going to be like done. we're done. We're done listening um, to your bullshit. There's John, the terrible singer. He makes his uh, his cameo there as well. Uh, John Payne. He's the guy to thank if you're enjoying all this, or if you're like, why did I sit through? This disorganized <laughs> orange show, and why am I still watching this? Uh, he's the guy that's the mastermind behind here, the Mad Hatter, if you will. We'll see you on April the 21st with Etta May. See you in two weeks. Thank you. Bye.